it's Megan and Nicole. Welcome to It's Cool Us Too, where we chat different parts about being a woman in your 30s and realize honestly, we all go through the same shit just from different angles. <laughs> Did you just snore? <laughs> oh, that was epic. Maybe. All right. We're in a really I am in the weirdest way. Yeah, I love that for us. Um, welcome back to another week of It's Cool Us Too. We are, you know, having a great Tuesday, struggling a little bit to maintain our sanity. Nicole, um, that's really directed at you. I feel like I'm How rude of you, but yeah, fair assessment at the same time. (laughs) I've had about six cups of coffee today. So God, so you're on that. We're hanging on by a thread. Yeah, I know that. Hanging on by a thread. How what's your normal amount? Like two to three. Oh my God. Nicole, why? Why six? Megan, I feel like that's a story (laughs) for another day. Okay. There's just a lot happening in my life at this point. It's it's very busy with work. I'm uh, I'm trying to get more like I'm doing more planning. I'm getting more strategic with your work. I'm you mean or just in life? Yeah. Oh, well, cool. I mean, we're starting with work, and then we'll branch out into the yeah. other areas of my life and become a full functioning adult. <laughs> but <laughs> no, sorry, I didn't. In the meantime, <laughs> I didn't mean to imply that you like should be doing that in your life. I was more just like, wow, being strategic and ballsy in your life outside of work. I don't even know what that would look like. I'm um, Neither do I, but it sounds so good. Yeah, it sounds great. I mean, okay, other than this the like... I didn't pour a drink. <laughs> I did consider it. Um, honestly, I'm at my cottage right now, as you know. And yeah. <clears throat> my dad... Uh, I mean, he like works kind of part time as a consultant Um, and he, it was like 3 p.m. and I was downstairs just like doing some emails and he just like comes into the living room with a giant glass of rosé and I was like, okay, it's a Tuesday. I love, I love your energy. This is kind of weird because I've never seen you do this, but you know what? I don't live with him anymore. Maybe he's just... He's just, you know, Tuesdays are his day. He likes to take the edge off. So, um, yeah, it was funny. Let the man live. (laughs) Yeah, he jumped on, like, a a call um, with, like, I think one of his brothers. And I was like, little do they know. He's had two large glasses of rosé. And it's not even 4.30. Love this for him. Megan, this is feeling very judgy for your part right now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, today we're talking about being wild. And, um, or like what that means to you, what it's meant throughout your life. And, uh, I'm definitely not being judgy because there's been many times where I've had far more than two large glasses of rosé before 4 PM. So no judgment coming from me. Haven't we all? (laughs) I was thinking actually recently about, uh, like, I mean, as you get older, I feel like day drinking I love it more and more this idea of like being able to go to bed at like a reasonable time, but like still having fun in the day. Yes. Like it's just. Oh, Oh, talk dirty to me. Yeah. That's the sweet spot. (laughs) But yeah, we used to be able to go hard during the day, take a quick power nap and then go hard at night. Well, did did you ever, could you do that? 
that's judgy. That's that's a judgmental tone. N- no, it's not a judgmental tone. Is that I might die if I did that now. Like I, it's an either or situation for me now. I'm also I can't do two nights in a weekend. It's, a, I it's don't an either do or situation. Nights. I really have to really have to pick my moments. And honestly, the idea, like, it's not the like being out and drinking and getting wild part. That's like the issue. It's really the next day and the absolute beast that I turn into when I'm hungover. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. And I feel like, I mean, okay. For the listeners out there who are listening, who want to understand a little bit more about who we are as people, how would you describe like, you know, the the quintessential idea of wildness when you're younger is like going out partying, letting loose. How would you describe the two of us? Would I think, you say we're similar, different? Oh, we're different. We're very different. And not in a bad way. A bad way against me. I am like a square. Like <laughs> I followed every rule. I like the idea of doing anything bad was like, terrifying. I have many stories of like the anxiety that I got when something was bad that I did that I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get caught. I'm going to get arrested. I'm going to go to jail. I'm never going to have a future. Like (laughs) just psycho. And I feel like you, one reason I love having you in my life is I feel like you are just such a free spirit and you really embrace every opportunity that comes your way. And you're like, yeah, let's do it. That's wonderful that you believe that. No, um, I I really appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate that. And I think to some extent I am a bit more free spirited than than you might be just like naturally as like a natural disposition. But I also feel like that hasn't always been the case. I do feel like mm. when I was in high school, I definitely was exactly what you're describing. I had to do everything right. Who were you in high school? Yeah. <sighs> I'm asking the questions here, Nicole. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> um, who was I in high school? Well, I was a competitive athlete. So I was figure skating and I was dancing all the time. I spent the majority of my time at school. or <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm recovering from a horrible cough. So if I make that weird grunty sound with my throat, that's what's going on. Make it again. Give it to us. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, no. I, yeah, I was a competitive athlete really obsessed with getting straight A's just in, like a, a bit of a perfectionist a bit of an overachiever that kind of actually went off the deep end though in grade 12 because I started having fun with my friends in a way that was like totally unrelated to fun that I was having at skating or fun that I was having in school because like let's be honest I'm a huge nerd I loved school it was like going to parties making it with boys like um, drinking, like all this stuff that I hadn't done before. And I remember my dad at one point sitting me down and saying, uh, he was like, you know, yes, you've already gotten accepted into a couple universities, but you really want to go to Queens. And like, you can't just like stop putting your foot on the gas. Like you have to keep going. And I was like, I remember crying hysterically being like, I am trying my hardest and hardest. And we laugh about that now because he was like, because I was like, no, I absolutely wasn't. Like, I don't know why I was being so dramatic about it. Like, I was, like, getting bees, like, kind of just, like, coasting. And I was so yeah. dramatic about the whole thing. I was like, I'm trying my hardest. And in reality, 
you know, it all worked out. It's totally fine. I wasn't like a degenerate or anything, but I just, yeah, just kind of took my foot up the gas. And I feel like since then I've prioritized being perfect slightly less and succumbed to my more free spirited wild side. Okay. So then when you got to university, yeah, what changed? (laughs) Um, what changed? Like from my perspective, because like, I feel like I was very similar to you in high school. Yeah. But in university, it's like, especially when you go to go away to university, you're like freedom at last. And you are living in with like other students and there's parties and all of these new activities and all of these like fun, amazing things that you could experience for the first time. And it's like, I just went, I was just like very overwhelmed. Yeah. And like first year even, like I vividly remember having to call my dad after the exams of first semester and explain to him what my grades were, fully preparing to get reamed out and being like, him be like, you're coming home. I'm not paying for this, like all of this stuff. And he took a nice deep breath and went, Nicole, a mark does not define you. And to this day, I don't know what happened to my father on that phone call, but <laughs> um, it was a wake up call for me because I was like, oh, wait, I can't just like coast through and do whatever I want. I can't just like party and be crazy. But I like, yeah, anyways. So, but I mean, I can talk about what I thought, like what changed in university. Yeah. I think it was, it was definitely that people were embracing this like wilder side of themselves and there didn't seem to be any shame around it like especially I mean you knew our floor we were kind of party animals and we would drink all the time didn't really matter what day it was and we had all these theme parties and there was no sort of like first of all we were so young so there wasn't really a ton of hangovers to contend with and second like we weren't getting into any bad stuff like no one was doing drugs like it was you know bad stuff is I don't mean that in that way okay we're gonna have to take that out (laughs) but like we we didn't get into like any you know really difficult situations we were just drinking lots of alcohol um and I feel like there wasn't a ton of shame around it like there was just an understanding that like everyone was going to be drinking all the time whereas as you get older or when you're younger it's so like hush hush at least it wasn't my school in high school like Ooh, are people drinking? And then as you get older, it's like, you don't want to drink too much. But in university, your whole job was going to school and having fun. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably what, what changed for me. But I want to hear about you. Like, so in high school, you were very similar to me. Oh yeah. Like my parents said I couldn't do something and I was like, okay. Yeah. And like, didn't do them. I, so I grew up in Ottawa and so it's in Ontario, the drinking age is 19, but we border on to Quebec where the drinking age is 18. And from my high school, seniors would normally organize like pub nights. So like buses would take us to like a random hole in the wall on the Quebec side. And I started going to these when I was like 15. And this was like my biggest like bad thing that I did. But I have a like one of my first times I was getting ready to go to this like pub night. I had all of my girlfriends over to my dad's house and my dad was going to go out for a date. So we like stuffed our like beds and stuff to make it look like we were sleeping downstairs in the basement. We all got ready. We called some cabs. And as we're leaving my house, 
my dad is walking up the steps because his date just didn't go very well and he was home earlier than we expected. And he just looked at me and he was like, turn back around immediately. Two of my friends looked at each other, grabbed their stuff and bolted it. We couldn't find them till the next morning. (laughs) But the rest were all like, my dad called their parents and stuff. And I was grounded for like a month for this. But then as it progressed, this is the benefit of having divorced parents. And sorry, mom, I'm kind of going to sell you out here. But my mom was like, I just, if you're going to do this, I'd rather know. So I would switch my weeks when I knew there was going to be like that kind of party and stay at my mom's house. And my mom would like just make sure we were okay and like take care of us and stuff. So that was really like the worst thing I did. You weren't that straight laced then though. Were there like, were there wilder kids at your school and you were like, yes. Yeah. Okay. But, like, I didn't sneak out to, like, meet a boy. Like, I didn't – my parents told me I couldn't go on grad trip. And I was like, okay. My sister, they told her the same thing. And she was like, try me. And just, like, booked it herself and went anyways. Like, I think I compare myself to my sister in that way where it's like she is – she and I are different in that sense. And I very much follow authority and, like, what I'm told to do in most scenarios. But, yeah, the pub nights are probably my big wild side in high school. In university then, do you feel like you got quote unquote wilder? I think I did, but within like a, like a set box. Do you know what I mean? Like I was pretty straight laced about the fun that I had. Like, I think it was very stereotypical. Yeah. University fun, like keggers, parties, going to bars and stuff. And again, the drinking age in Ontario is 19. So halfway, like my birthday's in February. So I was 19 halfway through my first year of university. Yeah. So it's not like I was like breaking rules or anything like that point. But like I never got into like – I'm also just – I've never got into like doing <laughs> drugs really. Like I've tried marijuana and stuff like that. Yes, let's discuss But I've never that, done sorry. anything crazier. <laughs> let's not. <laughs> yeah (laughs) do you want to tell the story or do you want to you can tell it okay um well I'll tell it as someone I don't know if I was high um so we didn't really smoke a ton of weed um but weed was like pretty prevalent at Queens like excuse me a lot of people smoked weed and we had a, a, a little bong like a little baby bong and um I think what this was like your second time ever smoking weed. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And you (laughs) leaned over to light the bowl and (laughs) lit your bangs on fire. Um, So poor Nicole, like, like sits up, and we're like, "Oh my god!" And we're like hitting her face to try and to try and get the fire out. My forehead, like fully, fully singed. Like I think that your eyebrows were also affected. God. but yeah it was it was so shitty because also yeah, then, like, like uh, imagine being someone who's not accustomed to being high and also being high can sometimes make you paranoid so <laughs> first degree burn <laughs> nicole someone who's not very like as you said you like to you're happy to kind I am of not get chill. wilder <laughs> no but you're also happy to like be a little bit wilder but within limits that you kind of set so this yeah. was like you know, you were stepping a little bit outside your comfort zone and it's like, oh, you've singed all of your hair off. Oh, 
cool 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 no problem i mean i think what that's what we call a low moment <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no i um but i never got into other stuff like other that was just never something i was even interested in to be honest so like i feel like my wildness like I've never, I'm not really a spontaneous person. I need to plan everything. Yeah. <laughs> I need to know where I'm going. I need to know when I'm going there. What's the dress code? Like all, like all of the things that I'm going to need to know. So I, I think for me, when I was in it, I think I thought I was like this like wild child and, you know, living my life and stuff. But as I've gotten older and as I've compared stories to other people, <laughs> I think that's where I look back and I'm like, wow, I'm really straight and narrow in a lot of ways. I mean, I'm not, but like, but what's, I think when I compare myself to others. Yeah. I think at the heart of this though, is like, what's bad about that? Like, why do you feel, cause this, Nothing. this, um, this topic or us wanting to talk about this really came Same from like you wanting to embrace your wild side more and whatever that means for being, you know, Oh God, we're almost in our mid thirties, but like, yeah, whatever that means for now. But I wonder, like, what is that? What is it about being, quote unquote, wild or more adventurous that you think you need um, in your life? Yeah. So it came from a conversation I was having with my sister when I was looking at my life right now. And I'm like, okay, all I do is work. And like, I see my friends and stuff. But I'm also in a very different stage where I'm like, all of my friends have in Ottawa have kids. And it, I love it, but it's like, I feel, because I haven't been single except for this time year since I was like in my early 20s. So from like my mid to late 20s, I didn't do a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah. And so now I feel like I'm making up for lost time. And again, when I've compared stuff to like other friends, even my friends who have settled down and like things that they've done or experienced. And this is like so weird. And it started on like the weirdest of notes where it's like I realized that I've never been to a strip club and so many people have and I got jealous and I was like okay well then I started like thinking about more things and I was like okay well I've never done any sort of like drug beyond marijuana I've never I'm like I'm just not a wild person I'm also not the kind of girl to like go up and like hit on a guy or like Mm. just be wild and crazy out And so it came up, like this whole conversation was, how can I challenge myself to get outside of my comfort zone and maybe let my hair down a little bit and not be so uptight and not be so like buttoned up all the time because that's my default setting these days is, and that's not a bad thing, right? Like that's, it's not a bad thing that I'm like, I take things in my life seriously and I work hard and all of this, but it's like, sometimes it'd be nice to maybe let my hair down a little bit and not act like, you know, I'm in my early thirties. <laughs> so when I've gone like in the last year, when I've gone to Toronto and we've had nights out, when I went to Kingston and saw my friend Aaron there and like went out, like it's just even putting more emphasis on making more of an effort to go out and do things versus sitting on my couch and reading books that I get recommended from book talk or, <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's just pushing my own comfort zone and maybe recognizing within myself that 
I need to loosen up a little bit. Yeah. I need to let loose and chill. And I think in order for me to do that, it can't be baby steps. It has to be aggressive. I think I need to go. It needs to be, yeah, because otherwise I don't know the impact it's going to have at the end of the day. I mean, when you were in a serious relationship for like the majority of your 20s, were there any like wild moments or like out of your comfort zone or do you feel like you genuinely didn't do much of that? Like, was it like, cause I feel like you moved to a different country. You were with, you know, yeah. you got a new jobs. You like did all these things. Like is wildness equivalent to you is wildness and like putting yourself out there or being, you know, putting yourself outside of your comfort zone. Are those the same things to you? I think it's, that's, yeah. So I did do all those things (laughs) and like went through a lot of change and all of that. And it was scary and challenging in really wonderful ways, but it didn't challenge me socially. And like, here's the perfect way to explain it. Like, and I think it's more actually even in terms of who I am socially and who I am in dating. So if I go out and I see someone I'm attracted to when I'm out, a normal person, (laughs) would like make eyes at that person or go talk to them or like I notice them and immediately do everything in my power to never look at them the rest of the night. My body language gets like so closed off and I'm just like ice queen. Yeah. And, and I do that in many situations when I'm uncomfortable socially or romantically. And so for me, I think, I don't think I was challenged that much in my twenties to really have to put myself out there too much socially or romantically. Yeah. Because I've met my partner through friends. I met you through Kelly. Like you meet people through people kind of things. And it's, this has really been the first time in my life. Even when I was in London, like I had you there. Yeah. Like I had someone that was a person. So this is the first time in my life that I'm like, okay, maybe I need to actually figure out how to take myself outside of my comfort zone, how to let loose a little bit, how to, you know. Yeah. And I think that that let loose thing is so important because I mean, I think when we were, we have a shared note where we just like jot down thoughts about the episode that's, uh, that's coming up. And I think I wrote in there, like, is being wild synonymous with getting fucked up? And I think like it absolutely is not, but that's often what leads to getting wild if that makes sense like obviously your inhibitions are lowered when you're drunk so it's easier to like say things that you might not say if you were um sober or speak to people that you might not speak to if you were sober but as we get older like totally i mean it's different like you're not putting yourself in the same situations you're not out at clubs meeting random people with a bottle of wine in your hand it just doesn't happen no. like that anymore. I mean, with never a say bottle never. Bottle of wine in your hands. I was thinking of Alfie's when we used to just wander around with a bottle of wine. You probably didn't even do that. Yes, <laughs> I don't think I did. <laughs> yeah, they were really cheap. Do you think? Do you think, to some extent, for and maybe this is like for most women, as you get older and as you progress in your career and in your life, you almost have to like grow up right and you have to be this like 
in many areas of your life is like buttoned up and polished professional that people can take seriously. Like, do you think that plays into where women maybe stop letting loose mm-hmm. a little bit and where they have to put on more of a front? That's a really good point. Probably in order to be taken seriously at my job or in order for you to be taken seriously at your job, there is an element of like appearing somewhat yeah. polished. I think you are far more polished than I am. And I've kind of made it a part of my personality that I'm not like people don't really expect that from me. Um, they expect, I hope smart thinking and they expect like an effective leader, but they don't necessarily yeah. expect someone who's incredibly polished. I don't know. No one's ever talked to me about this. I'm just projecting. But what does polished mean to you though? I feel like you always, I feel like you always have the right answer. Like even if, even if you haven't prepared, you always seem relatively like unfussed or like on, and you always look polished. Like I feel like you, you always look really put together. Whereas like, I don't necessarily always look very put together. But I do feel like you're pretty good at that. Whereas I would, if I don't know the answer, I'm often like, ah, shit. I don't know the answer. Let me come back to you. You know, like I'm, I'm a lot less um, yeah, guarded, maybe is the word I'm looking for. Um, and that has benefits, but it also has drawbacks. Because sometimes people don't take me maybe as seriously as they would if I was more guarded. Yeah, but it goes both ways too. Like if I bullshit my way through answers that people have for me on something and I make up an answer just to give them one, they're like, uh, pardon? You lose credibility after a while. So I'm really trying, not that I bullshit my way through everything, but I am trying to be like, if I don't know the answer, let me come back to you on that. But let me tell you, I'm forced to like make myself look presentable as I'm in the office more than half the week. True. And it's my only engagement with civilization. So I'm like, got to make the most of it. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah. I I think that's, it's a good point. Like the, you know, physically looking more put together or polished isn't, isn't really the point of what I was saying. I just think that you're often very good at like navigating through situations in a way that's like, you kind of said, like buttoned up, like very poised, um, put together. um, Whereas like, that's not really my my unique personal brand I would say I'm like slightly more frazzled um a little bit more like out there and both things are both things are good but I also totally get where you're coming from when when you're saying like you know you want to be able to put yourself out there socially or romantically in a way that you haven't before and that's kind of what's what wildness means to you now because it's like literally the opposite of being guarded or the opposite of like trying to appear polished or buttoned up or poised so I totally get that yeah honestly I mean so what does that look like for you in your life right now (laughs) it doesn't I don't know I it is prioritizing more time out it's this is gonna sound so stupid and honestly make me sound like such a loser but like whenever I go out I try to have one conversation with someone that I don't know even in like passing and stuff. Cause like I get really big social anxiety when like I talk to people when I'm out. So I do do that. That's what I've been trying to push myself towards. My therapist would be very happy about that. Ooh, have you spoken to any cool people? Met any cool people along the way? You want to tell a story? Okay. Well, let me tell you, 
I did meet this girl a few weeks ago and she had the most adorable dog and it just, I talked to her, yes, but spent the majority of the time petting her dog. And then I went home and Googled dogs for longer. So like that was the most impactful interaction that I've had for myself. (laughs) But besides that, everything's great. You like didn't really care about the girl, um, but the dog was great. The dog was great. (laughs) So... No, I mean, like, that's one thing that I'm trying to do. I'm trying to, it's so easy, like, when you don't have to leave your house or you don't have plans or you like to not leave. So I'm trying to force myself to do things that are, like, make time to go for walks or go to shops or, you know, go get a coffee at the coffee shop a few blocks down when I'm here working from home just to, like, push myself to actually be amongst the humans for a little bit. And I think, I don't know otherwise. I think it's also just doing things that slightly scare me. And honestly, this podcast is one of them. Yeah. Like just not saying no to things or not talking myself out of things simply because they freak me out and just letting go and coming on here, talking to you and then letting the world hear it. Yeah. Actually, that's a really good point. Like, even like, I, we both, I mean, the world at this point probably suffers from social anxiety, but like, we both suffer from social anxiety. (laughs) And when I was talking about drugs being bad, like, I was like, oh, we're gonna have to cut that out. And we're probably never gonna cut it out. It's just like, (laughs) you overthink like every single thing you're saying on a podcast like this. So in a way, like this is really pushing us out of our comfort zone, because I don't think drugs are bad. I've done drugs. They're not bad. You shouldn't put them in a box that's separate from other things, but it's hard to constantly be almost like, <coughs> excuse me, it's hard not to constantly be in your head when you're doing this. Totally. But that's one of those wild things like on my list was to try another drug, but I'm really specifically interested in like having a therapeutic psychedelic experience like controlled in like a safe environment and like I've talked to someone about this it's something I'm quite keen on but it's interesting because my conversation with her about doing this and I'll let you know if I end up going through with it or not but um my conversation with her one of the first things I said is like I've never done like I've really anything so I'm like my I do think I have a bit of a bias and a bit of like a judgment against drugs in some ways that's like inherent in me. And I don't mean for it to be that way. It's just, it's there. I'm conscious of it. So I'm working on it. But it was one of those things where I'm like, this is actually scary for me, but I've done a lot of research and like watched a few documentaries on the impacts and the benefits of things that have been like categorized in that sort of like umbrella. Or but we're talking like we're not talking about drugs like into. But we're not talking about like ayahuasca. We're talking about like no, I'm talking about like mushrooms. Mushrooms. Okay. Cool. 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 Just wanted to double check because ayahuasca yeah, no. terrifies. But I wouldn't be like, yeah, no. I again, I'm still figuring my shit out and figuring baby. out what, what works and what we we're 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 nervous, but. Again, I'm trying to find things that scare me, not in like an I'm terrified kind of way, but like 
create that little bit of fear and tension within myself so that I know if I do this, either it's just not going to work or in any regards, I'm going to push a boundary within myself. And to me, that's the whole benefit of getting wild and letting loose. It's to push myself further and outside of my comfort zone and to just experience more and enjoy more and live more present and in the moment. Okay, I just had kind of like a brainwave <clears throat> on this. Because me with it. In, when you're in your 20s or even earlier, being like wild or being wild, I don't know why I'm trying to find a synonym, being wild is like not in aid of anything. You know what I mean? Like you're kind of just no. like, I'm going to go out. And I'm gonna Just for the sh- like, yeah. Yeah, shits and giggles. Like that's yes. why you're doing it. Whereas now, as you get older, I think, and you get a little bit maybe more intentional with your life and your time, you're like, this is an aid of X, Y, Z. Like, you know, pushing myself out, even if it's like going out and getting drunk with friends, like it's to reconnect with your friends. Whereas earlier, and I guess we can only really speak for ourselves, but I would say like going out with our friends previously, like, yeah, we wanted to have fun with our friends, but it wasn't like. <clears throat> we really want to reconnect because we haven't seen each other in a while. It was like, yeah, we're just going to all be out in the same place and maybe we'll meet a cute guy to make out with. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't really the same. Whereas we're talking about like drugs really intentionally, like opening our mind. We're talking about like dating really intentionally and wanting to put ourselves out there. I think that's just a really interesting way of looking at like the difference between what it means from when you're younger versus when you're, when you're getting, not that we're old, but when you're getting older. Mm. Um, I think you put it great. Like literally what I'm talking about when I talk about being wild, it's being intentionally wild yeah, and with purpose because I mean, it's just not in me to get up on a table and dance and shake my ass just for the sake of it. Like that's not what anyone's looking for at this point in time. Oh, I, I am to be honest. I would me. absolutely be doing that, <laughs> but this is why we're different people. <laughs> Yeah, no, but, like, that's just, like, for me, that's not what, like, this is about. Well, and it's just recognizing start... maybe. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I feel like we're doing this a no, lot today. <laughs> um, I was just going to make a joke. I was going to say it doesn't spark joy, you know? It No, exactly. But, like, I don't know. For me, there has to be a purpose for it. Like, I'm, I live my life so buttoned up and like, you just, you get old and you fall into routines. Then you have to be an adult and pay your bills and do your job. And like, you're like, "Mm, I just want to feel something. (laughs) Yeah. It's, um, this is reminding me a lot. And I, I don't know if I mentioned it in a previous episode, but one of my friends, I think I probably have, but one of my friends, Chloe, her mom says, you know, the best way of staying young is to stay flexible. And I think that that's such a beautiful way of thinking about it is like when you talk about, you know, wanting to do things that obviously don't terrify you, but they do kind of like make you feel a little bit icky inside because they're going to be hard. I think about like how blase I used to be about sleeping in a hostel and traveling around on like a shitty airline and yeah we're not saying that we want to do that now but what I'm saying is like even just being you know a free spirit enough to be like okay I'm gonna fly to 
France and I'm going to find my way around the south of France for a couple of weeks. I'm not going to plan everything in detail. Does that feel great to me in this moment? No. Do I have the financial security that I probably could do it? Yeah. So like, why not put myself in a situation where, yeah, I have to be a little bit flexible. And that's my biggest fear, actually. And it's probably why I lean so much into my wilder side is I hate this idea of like, not putting myself in situations like that anymore. And yeah, living the same day over and over or being too worried about messing with routine that I don't do new things or try new things. And I feel like I don't know exactly how it's connected. But I feel like this conversation is connected to that feeling. Totally. I don't know. I am not flexible in any sense of the word. Like, the idea of being spontaneous and like someone calling me day of being like, Hey, let's go do something. I'm like, no, I'm home. Like I've got my sweatpants on. Like I haven't washed my hair. I need to plan this out. I'm on a hair like washing cycle. Like I'm very, Oh wow. That's why I think I'm precious about, do you know what I mean? Like, and I know that, but it, this yeah. whole like concept is a me recognizing that and being like, if I want to do something, let's just fucking do it. Yeah. And um- I mean, there are things about you that you should hold dear, like maybe not your hair schedule, but it's okay that like you care, (laughs) (laughs) but it's okay that you care about planning and that you're really good at it and that you're, you know, you like to think into the future about what you want from your life. Like all of those things are amazing. So, you know, in an effort to be flexible or put yourself out there, you don't want to lose the things that make you, you, not that that's what you're saying. But I think it's just an important thing to know. Like you wouldn't want to like try to be completely different just because you want to get a little bit wilder. No. No. no so what's the, what's the wildest <laughs> thing you want to do in your 30s other than your potential psychedelic experience? What's like really putting yourself out there in your 30s? I don't like this question. <laughs> it's like putting me on the spot of like actually think about this in like bigger terms. Honestly, I think it's... I'd like to go out socially, whether it's professionally, socially, romantically, whatever it is, and not freeze up and be too in my head, like when I'm around people. But I think to get there, we've got to do some some stuff. So I don't know. I've literally, I don't think I've ever hit on a guy when I was out or like made the first move, which might to some people be like, that's as wild as you're getting. Like, are you kidding me? To me, it's a lot. Okay. <laughs> That's lane. okay. I, I really do want to do a solo trip. And like you said, kind of just plan the bare minimum and then just see where it takes me. I want to invest myself in more projects outside of my job that bring me joy, but I would be forced to go outside of my comfort zone to see them to fruition. So like mm. this podcast is one of them you know, sharing, like, writing. Like, I feel like you're so brave in the sense that, like, you – like, I don't even share that much on social media right now. Right. Do you know what I mean? I feel like you're a bit more comfortable with that. You've got your blog that I'm obsessed with. I feel like you've been better thus far in your life with sharing parts of yourself publicly and not within, like, the confines of, like, your existing group. So I'd like to take a page out of your book and maybe push myself more that way. I mean, I'm never going to – become a TikTok star. Let's just call a spade a spade. That's just not my vibe. But I mean, you're basically the way you're saying that is implying that I will become a TikTok star and I definitely won't. 
I have high hopes for you. I have high hopes for you, Megan. I have all the trends. You're going to do them all. (laughs) No, I mean, I probably like, I think as you were saying that, I mean, I write because it brings me joy. And yeah, of course there's like an element of you're putting yourself out there, but I, I think that comes so much more naturally to me um, than it does you. So yes, I'm happy that I do it, but from taking a page out of your book, I'd want to, I'd want to be able to like plan a little bit better what I want to do and be a little bit more introspective about like what my future is. So I think we can all. Yeah, but that's not wild. No, it's not. I'm just trying to say. Where do you want to get more wild? I guess kind of in similar ways. Or do you? Well, I don't want to get more wild in the sense of like going out and partying. Like I don't really feel like, I feel like I, this is going to make me sound like a crazy person, but I feel like I've hit my ceiling of like going out. Like I'm like, okay, like this is super fun. And it's something that brings me a ton of joy in the moment. But honestly, I have to mitigate that with like how much I love my job, how much I love downtime and how much I love to be able to use my brain, like hangovers didn't used to really affect my ability to like think critically and now they very much do. Mm-hmm. So in that respect, not really, but in the sense of like wanting to put myself out there more, wanting to do things that scare me a little. Yeah. I definitely like to be better at dating, which is, you know, a recurring topic for me, but like uh, putting myself out there and dating more. I'd love to do some more writing. I haven't really done any in over a year, so I'd love to do that. Mm. I I think at some point I'd probably love to change industries and move more into brand. And I feel like oh. that's that's um, going to be tough. But like, I think I want that at some point. And I'd love to travel more and just like try and stay flexible in it. Like I spent those five weeks away and I feel like it it was hard at times but it did do me a world of good and even going to Glastonbury like there were mm. so many moments where I was like god this is uncomfortable like I'm in a tent I can't I constantly have to pee and there's nowhere to pee <laughs> I man getting old like I know I'm walking like 30,000 steps a day I'm I'm drinking all the time I'm always hungry like it was hard like I sound like so lame right now because I'm just I'm complaining about one of the best festivals in the world but like it does make you realize like I'm not gonna look back on that now and be like oh my god the walking the peeing it was so hard I'm like wow I got to see Paul McCartney play for three hours you know I got to see Olivia Rodrigo and hi I'm like I feel like it was so good for me to put myself in that position so I think we're kind of on the same page sounds incredible yeah (laughs) Yeah, you would have loved it. Yeah, no, festivals are not my jam. (laughs) Okay, I've got a question for you. If you were going to – because we know each other quite well now. So that's what I would maybe like to be more wild in. Where would you like to see me get more wild? Hmm. I think I would want to see you think less. So, like (laughs) – Okay. In social situations, like it's basically what you said. Like I would want to see you like yeah. n- be in the moment as much as possible, which doesn't really sound that wild, but like it's like um, putting yourself in social situations and being open to like 
just being yourself and being in the moment and like going with whatever happens. So like you go for dinner and then you end up at a pub and then you end up at a bar and then you end up at a club and you're like, cool, man. Like I'm out for the night. Like that's something that you, that doesn't come naturally to you. No. (laughs) And just be like, you know, able to just go with it. Yeah. Which I can't. I'm not a go with the flow girl. I wish I was. I'm not. What's that? What's the TikTok? It's like, tell me where the chill starts. When does the chill start? Yeah. Oh, no, the flow. No. It's the flow. I got that wrong. Yeah. (laughs) We're so lame. (laughs) I sound so old. I'm like, the Um, chill. Where does the chill start? I think for you, if I was going to find a spot where I think you could um, be more wild, I think you're very good in social situations. I think I could put you in most places and you would be like, yeah, you would find your groove. But I do think there are certain places that you don't go to because they maybe feel outside of like your normal comfort zone. Like I feel like you're the kind of person that like has her tried and true favorites Yeah, that she goes to a lot. And I think environment-wise, like, pushing you outside your comfort zone would be maybe, like, pushing you to, like, places you don't normally go to. Um, That's a good point. Like, different restaurants or different, like, bars or areas even. I love being, like, a local to something. You're totally right. Yes. Yes. That would be, if I was going to, like, say for you what I would push you outside of your comfort zone for, 100% that would be it. I think you're bang on. Coley, this was great. (laughs) Yeah, it was. This was lovely. I, um, yeah, I'll keep you posted. I'm going to keep trying to push myself outside my comfort zone and um, find new ways to be wild. And if you think of anything that you think that I should be doing, you're like, Nicole, this experience is for you. Let me know. I mean, you know, I'm going to come up with some weird shit. Sex club? Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do baby steps. We'll do baby steps. Let's like maybe start with like, yeah. Anyways, lovely to talk to you. And um, yeah, we'll talk soon. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Love you. Love you.